passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. They're back, now appearing twice on YouTube, Twitter, and whatever other fancy uh, platform you got rolling there. The great Bill Curlick and Mark Porter are here. We were talking before the show. All they care about is Ohio State and the Bucknuts site winning the monthly subscriber challenge for YouTube among all the podcasts and shows we do here at 24-7. Like I said, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube podcast or our YouTube channel, please do so now. It's coming down the stretch here. We will have an announcement of who the winner is. We are in tight, tight battle with the Michigan site, the Penn State site, and the Georgia site. So if you have not subscribed to the YouTube page, please get on board and help us win the race. Gentlemen, Tad Hazy in uh, the Midwest today, just a little bit down here in the Gem City, thanks to the Canadian wildfire, which I really don't understand. But you guys look wonderful. Bill's debuting a new wide camera angle so you can get a sense of the throne the Dean sits on every day. (laughs) Today, we are going to start out with one of the best players in the class of 2024, and that is, excuse me, Brandon Baker. Offensive lineman from modern day out west, Cali. He has visited all the best. And he has a couple left, but he is very, very impressed with Ohio State. Had a great visit here. Recently visited Georgia. 
I know for a fact that Justin Fry is big on this one. Um, I think when we discussed Brandon at the uh, foundation fundraiser, he said, we're not going to offer him unless we expect to get him. Mark did a great review of Brandon. We're going to go over that. And Bill's going to bring you up to speed on recruiting because there's been some recent information that we can uh, chew on. Mark, the floor is yours. Yeah, as a scouting Ohio guy, I'm supposed to have uh, an affinity for Ohio guys, uh, a bias for Ohio guys. And when I turned on Brandon Baker, I was like, oh, we have such a great cast, uh, cast of linemen in Ohio. It's been the best. I've been bragging about it. But there is another human being out there who would edge these guys out if you had to rank them. And that's we'll talk about that. That's one of the uh, questions I always finish with when I do my breakdown is how does he rank in Ohio? And it's a heartbreaker when someone – nips out our Ohio guys, and I have to be honest that nationally we found a creature better. But the offensive lineman class in Ohio this year has been the best I've seen in a while when you consider Devontae and Deontay Armstrong, uh, Mark Nave, uh, Will Satterwhite, there was Ben Robach, Luke Hamilton, uh, Lewinetsky twins down at CHCA. Uh, and I may be forgetting one, but we have some power five linemen here. And you flip on the film of Brandon Baker, and you just go, whoa. You know, like – what a special athlete. I'm going to start there. And, you know, at offensive line, we're always talking about uh, athletes, uh, tight ends that look like power forwards that are, are great, but offensive tackles that move like power forwards are even better. And when this guy pulls and runs and does this thing, he flips his hips around like he's a running back or a defensive back. He pins guys inside that you shouldn't be able to pin. He reaches guys and gets shoulders. So he's got exceptional athletic ability, and that's really what jumped off the tape. Uh, when you, well, the reason I say he's a little bit better than the guys in Ohio is the Armstrong twins have as good a feet as I've seen since Taylor Decker. You know, those feet are popping and moving, and there's some really good athletes. Brandon Baker's just like they are, but he has a little more polish and a little more game to him. He, he seems like he's a little more football savvy, where the Armstrongs were coming from JV football last year, and they've skyrocketed through the progression, and they're dominating guys. But it seems like Baker's been doing this for a while, and he's pretty comfortable um, he's got the power of a Mark Nave, but he's got probably a little bit better feet. Um, he just moves around a little better. Mark Nave's the one that I love pulling on film and the way he was kicking guys out, but he was destroying guys with power. Uh, so this Brandon Baker is almost a hybrid of what we have already. He's got the feet of the Armstrongs. He's got the power of Mark Nave. You put them all together. You got Brandon Baker. So you kind of maybe edged him out if you were going to rank him, which just eh, kills me for scouting Ohio. I wanted the Ohio guys to be the best in the country. But, hey, if, if we have a chance to get this kid, he's really going to be special. He's some someone that you can almost confidently say, and this is what always gets us in trouble, he can come in and play in a year or two. You know, not freshman year, but he's one of these guys that, boy, these other guys that are already here, when he comes in, he's going to push them. And, and we've got some great ones on board already. So, Brandon Baker, there's a reason they're on the left coast looking at him. Bill, when you look at prospects, um, especially with Ohio State, considering you're, you're you're dealing with the elite of the elite of the elite, it's almost like you're looking for the one flaw or the the one thing that says, "Nah." Brandon Baker is about the most complete package I've seen as an offensive lineman. Even going, you know, his pedigree, modern days, as good a football program as there is, he looks great. He looks like to me Tyron Smith looked back in the day, where if you saw him in person. You wouldn't know for a fact he's an offensive lineman right off the jump. I, I like to, to go ahead, Mark. I, I really like that Tyron Smith reference because 
when I was looking for references, I was like, well, he's not as long as Paris Johnson, but he's got some of that, you know, but that uh, Dallas Cowboy offensive lineman, Tyron Smith, he was as athletic as there is in the NFL. And yeah, I would, I love that you said that because that sparked in my, in my mind immediately. Yeah. Those feet remind me of someone like that. And Tyron Smith isn't ex extremely long. I think he's six, four, two, you know, he wasn't like his six, seven guy or whatever. He's just, he does it with unbelievable athletic ability, maybe under 300 pounds. And that's kind of where we're at with uh, Brown. So very good comparison there, Dan. I'm sorry to jump in on you, but I well, love it. Any more uh, positivity towards the Cowboys, even though it's in the past, I will take it. Bill, do they have a chance? Obviously, when you look at this guy's offer list and you consider, you know, you could very comfortably say he's the number one offensive lineman in the country. You know, he's visited everywhere. So this is, you know, would be the crown jewel of any offensive line class. Uh, will Ohio State get to place that jewel upon the crown? Well, before before I get to that, I uh, Mark, uh, I didn't realize that you were a Heisman Trophy winner. I was noticing in the background there that yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heisman Trophy. I had never noticed that before, and as long as I've known you, that's a long time. You did not tell me that, so yeah, you are you are you are probably the most uh, least observant person because that's probably been sitting there for thirty five podcasts in a row. But, yeah, that, that is my uh, fake Heisman Award that really uh, looks good in an office when you do football. Heisman like dad. But uh, speaking of liking, let's get back to Brandon Baker. Um, yeah, High State, I, I'll, I'll go back to his official visit. And coming out of that official visit, and I mentioned this on the podcast, um, I was told that he let some people know that – Coming out of that visit, Ohio State was number one on his list. Um, and I mentioned that. Since then, of course, he has made other visits, most notably Georgia this past weekend. He also went to Texas. And I said, I think last week, that uh, I did not feel like anybody had uh, taken over the top spot, so to speak, at least past Ohio State. Um, I still don't feel that way, that – I don't think anybody's passed Ohio State. He visited uh, Texas first after Ohio State. He visited Georgia last weekend. And I don't think either one of those schools passed Ohio State up. So uh, Greg Biggin's article, I would completely agree. He said, basically, he said that um, Ohio State uh, would be one of the co-favorites, if not the favorite at this point. I would agree with that. Uh, I, I did an article kind of predicting where Ohio State's recruiting class would be at the end based on what I knew during the middle of this past weekend, and I had Baker predicted to Ohio State. Uh, a, a few of our Bucknutters wondered if I had been drinking on that Saturday night. No. Said, those, those days are in my rearview mirror, long and gone. Uh, but, no, I, I like where Ohio State is. Now, having said that, the other school – at least in my mind right now, to be concerned with is Oregon. I think this, and I've said this for a while, I think his decision will ultimately come down to Ohio State or Oregon. I give the Buckeyes the edge right now, but he's not ready to make a decision yet. In fact, he may not be ready for a while. Uh, there's a chance that he continues this into the season and makes another official visit. So we don't know for sure. He's kind of gone back and forth as to whether he will make his decision before the start of his senior season or wait. So 
pace that he's gone back and forth on that, I think he could go back and forth on who the winner is. Yeah, it's also really encouraging that the positivity comes after his Georgia visit. So um, feel good about that. And we know Justin Fry is on the case big time for this one. And it would be it would be a huge get, lest we forget, Justin Fry has some ties out there. He was with UCLA before he came here. So it's not, you know, him going to a foreign land by any stretch of the imagination. I want to touch on some other guys here. We, ha- I, we had some names we wanted to go over. And then as our users are want to do, have they nailed this? Uh, and so I'm going to, the questions we have or the guys we have, I'm going to use their questions. So Mika Hanna, one of our best one of our most ardent uh, followers here on the YouTube channel. I know that for a fact. What about Dylan Stewart and the defensive tackles? Bill, I'm, I'm going to let you handle this because apparently my commentary on Dylan Stewart's recruitment causes people in the SEC to get all fired up. But what's the latest with Dylan Stewart? I know he left here feeling really psyched about Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I felt great about him after he made his official visit to Ohio State. Um, since then... He has made an official visit to South Carolina. And people are wondering about South Carolina. Well, they're recruiting very well. Uh, They've started recruiting uh, very well a year ago. They're they're recruiting well. And that visit did go well from everything I'm told. I think it's now closer than it was with South Carolina and Ohio State. If I had to predict, I would still go with Ohio State. But I think... The uh, uh, the needle has moved more evenly after that official visit, so we'll see. But you know, he 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 is a key guy. You know, he's a very top of the board edge defensive end guy that Ohio State wants. So uh, as far as the defensive tackles, right now, you know, I would not put Ohio State necessarily in the lead for any of the defensive tackles. Um, I think they have a shot though, Jaden. Jackson from IMG. He's a Midwest guy. He was, he's from Indiana. I don't think that one's out of the question. Justin Scott, I think that one has become very, very tight now. I think Ohio State has really pulled uh, close with him. He had a great official visit this past weekend. Um, he, I think, will end up deciding between the Midwest schools. At one point, Miami was mentioned as the favorite for him. But I think now it's going to come down to Ohio State, Michigan, or Notre Dame. And in Justin Scott's case, um, Notre Dame wants to get him on an official visit for the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. As far as I know, he is not totally committed to waiting that long or making that official visit. But that's what they're hoping for is to string it out and to get him on an official visit to Notre Dame when Ohio State is in South Bend. So we'll see what happens. my gut feeling on him right now is that he probably won't decide in the next few weeks. He'll probably, he's more, one of the more likely guys to wait it out. And it's going to be a real battle between Ohio State, Michigan, and perhaps Notre Dame if he makes that official visit with the Fighting Irish. We're going to take a quick break here, pay some podcast bills, and then we're going to continue with the Fighting Irish vibes when we come back. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back. Mark, in the boarding house yesterday, we had an item about Dorian Brew from Northmont generally believed to be one of, if not the top prospect in the class of 2025 in Ohio. Clayton Northmont is about 15 minutes north of me right now here in the Gem City. There was some question as to what position uh, Dorian was going to play, wide receiver or defensive back. It does seem like defensive back is the call. It also seems like the fighting Irish are the biggest threat for Brew. Ohio State definitely wants him. What do you think of Dorian Brew as a prospect when you saw him? Did you think he was a better at defensive back or receiver? And where would you kind of put him on your want list when it comes to uh, prospects? Okay, so a couple, you know, maybe six months ago we talked about no more saying he looks like Marshawn Lattimore or they look like these elite guys and putting all this hype behind kids. So we're not going to do that. But Dorian Brew is not ranked number one because there's not some hype behind him. He is a tall corner, a long corner, and just like Aaron Scott and Bryce West, he's got the safety look to him where he's got that physicality where if he had to come up and hit you and tackle, you could do it. Uh, He's a man out there. So that's what's so appealing. If his 40 times were right, the air can't be rare enough for where he would be. Like if he ran like a Marshawn Lattimore or something like that, because Marshawn was a 6'2 corner, it, it, you really start to throw out comparisons like that. He's on the upper spectrum of height for out there corner. Uh, at the Ohio State camp, Bill and I watched it. But he really locked some guys down and had a presence. When he gets up there and jams you, the long arms come in so handy. You see them be able to extend and keep guys off of them and give himself a, a reroute and mess up the timing and all those things that great DBs do. So he's got the full package. Uh, when you're that good – you can play offense if you want. So I think if he demanded offense, whatever, but he's got such a comfort level on defense. It's unreal. And he was a sophomore when I saw him last year. And if you remember Springfield had Anthony Brown headed to Kentucky, Sean Thigpen, I think went to Minnesota, I'm not positive, but he was a, they were both power five type receivers. He was in man to man with those guys running around all night. And I know he ran the routes for them. That's how fast he was in his positioning. So He's got it all, and I, and I don't know if we just haven't talked 2025 enough, but I expect the hype train on him to get going. And as far as Notre Dame leading at Ohio State, the, the Ohio State coaches that are important didn't really leave his side at Ohio State, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to leave that barn door open for him to leave so soon. But, yeah, I, I liked him a lot. Uh, 
is he number one in my book? I, let's go watch some junior tape. Anytime you watch sophomore tape, it's really iffy to give someone that type of ranking because there's a lot of meat left on the bone. And certainly for his development, he's got more development with the size he has and things he can do. If he grew to a linebacker or a safety, it would not shock me. But right now, corner is the spot, and he's looking pretty good. Hey, I, I got to mention one thing. Um, talking about the corner corners in Ohio, um, there's a certain corner out there Ohio State would still like to get for the 2024 class. That, of course, being Aaron Scott. Uh, yesterday, I don't recall if a, one of the Ohio State coaches tweeted it or staffers, high state staffers and coaches, tweeted it or retweeted it, but it was a uh, graphic of Denzel Burke in his Cleveland Browns uniform and Marshawn Lattimore in his NFL uniform. And the graphic was two of the highest paid corners in the NFL happened to be Ohio guys who played for Ohio State. And I thought that was a – Kind of a direct tweet. Hey, Aaron, look at this. You know, just a reminder. And it could go, for that matter, to Dorian Brew, too. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Did I say Denzel? Not Denzel Ward. Yeah, Denzel Ward. Yeah, from Nordonia. Yeah, from Nordonia. So, yeah, the the, the math was there. The Ohio uh, connection is there. Yeah, Denzel Burke, of course, is the current Ohio State corner that is from the great state of Arizona. I was going to say, we may be able to take a picture of him sitting on a big wad of cash, too, at some point in the very near future. I don't think that would hurt recruiting. But, Bill, getting back to Brew, where does he – obviously, like you said, he's obviously a top-of-the-chart guy. Um, I guess I was a little aggressive in saying he's going to be the top 2025 guy in Ohio with the quarterback they just got a commitment from. But um, what are your thoughts on Brew? How confident are you this early in the game? And – Oftentimes when Notre Dame is mentioned this early, I do get a little worried because um, it means they're putting in for the long haul. And Notre Dame is one of those schools that academically can get in there and trade punches. So uh, your thoughts on Bruce recruitment to this point? I think it's going to be very tight. Um, Notre Dame is absolutely a real player here. There is confidence on the Notre Dame side that they're going to get him. Uh, Ohio State, of course, is working real hard and they're not backing down either. I would say that the one statement I would make is that I think that he's going to end up at one of those two schools. He's got offers from everybody, but that he'll end up most likely at one of those two schools, Ohio State or Notre Dame. He is an Ohio State legacy with his mom uh, in, I believe, the uh, uh, Women's Track Hall of Fame at Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken. In fact, I know I'm not mistaken on that. Yeah, it turns out the apple doesn't often fall that far from the tree. We know this. All right, I want to finish with this. Did Ohio State – okay, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I believe Ohio State is going to get a commitment from defensive end Marcus Lightfoot out of Chicago. About the same time I got really confident about that, you start to see Elias Rudolph, the Deerfield Beach uh, football player by way of Cincinnati Taft, crystal ball to Michigan. So, Mark, you've, re- you've uh, done scouting reports on both. And the scouting reports were quite similar. What I'd love to finish with here is your comparison of the two. And then, Bill, is this a case of Ohio State favoring Lightfoot over Rudolph or vice versa? Mark, floor is yours. Yeah, you said they are very similar. They, they look like carbon copies. In fact, if, uh, you know, 
Lightfoot put on Elias Rudolph's uniform and they switched off for switched for a Friday night. Uh, maybe only their parents would know it in the stands by their body language and you know the minute differences, but they're the same thing. Six five, six six, long guys, 200, 220 pounds. Uh, they all they both have jets in their shoes. They both come off the edge. That's what you're recruiting them for for pass rush ability. Uh, they both have got a little thicker. The Lightfoot film was unbelievable. I remember, uh, I think we released that about a month ago when we were out on the college tour. And I brought his film up to the college coaches and everyone I talked to, defensive coordinators from the Big Ten and, you know, out west were all over that kid. But I think the sentiment then was Ohio State was going to get him. Uh, there may be a slight edge for Lightfoot. And I'm not just saying that because this is the one we may get. I, I you know, loved Rudolph and, you know, fawned over him when I did his film. But the Lightfoot film, you saw a little more uh, development. You know, just like I compared Baker to uh, Armstrong's and Nave, just looked like Baker had a little more polish. Maybe he's been doing a little longer, playing the position, a little more savvy to him. But it's not like uh, there's going to be a – they're playing in different ballparks. I know we'd like to find one in a different ballpark and say we got the best of the two. But just to give a slight edge to Lightfoot. But when he gets here, you expect him to be – pass rusher right out of the gates like a longer Noah Spence someone who's just going to come off the edge and create havoc if he ever adds the weight he becomes now the complete player who is now very stout in the run game because I wonder how these guys will hold up they have that outside linebacker look so if you have a 300 pound tackle on them you, you better man up in the, in the run game if you're light in the seat like that so if they get to 250 260 we have a complete player yeah um when you're watching film of prospects, not that I watch anywhere near Mark and Phil, but defensive ends have some of the best film out there that you'll get to watch because they're just so dominant. And this guy has one of those motors where, I mean, he plays very, very hard. I doubt there, you know, sometimes with defensive linemen, the question is how many snaps do you get out of them? You know what I mean? At full strength, at full speed. I mean, obviously it's a highlight film, but he looks to me like a guy who doesn't take plays off. Bill? He's like a dog chasing a stick, and, and the ball is the stick. You throw that stick, and he's going to it. He's going to bring it back, and as soon as, you, as soon as you throw it again, he's gone. You know, like just, just that type of player. And he'll he's one of those guys where I think you'd have to pull him out of the game when his tongue's hanging out the side of his mouth because he works like that on the field. Bill, we love guys like that. Marquise Lightfoot has been crystal balled for a while. Do you feel like my theory on Lightfoot versus Rudolph holds any weight? Well, uh, you know, when you look at the top of the Ohio State board, and I, I like Rudolph a lot. I, I think he's a really good player. But at the top of the board are three guys. Um, Edric Houston is certainly one of them. Marquise Lightfoot uh, is certainly one of them. And absolutely Dylan Stewart. Those are the top three guys. So, yeah, they're, they're to me, as much as I like uh, Rudolph, they're, they're just those three are uh, above all others on the board. And the good news is, is that Ohio State has a very real shot at all three of those guys. In fact, uh, in my article last weekend, I had all three of them going to Ohio State as of the middle of the official visit weekend last weekend. Um, again, South Carolina is making a move, has made a move. They had they got on campus for uh, Stewart on campus for an official visit. So uh, that is a real threat. Uh, Houston did visit Alabama last weekend. Um, you, you can't, I don't think, ever count Alabama out, but I don't think he's going there. That's my feeling. Um, 
So in Lightfoot, you know, again, like you said, Dan, he's been crystal balled by myself and gosh, Alan True, Steve Wilfong to Ohio State for a while now. And I'm still I'm still riding with that pick. Yeah, I think we'd be surprised at this point if Rudolph and Houston were not in the class. Excuse me. Uh, good Lord. End of the show. Um, we'd be surprised if Lightfoot and uh, Houston are not in the class. And then uh, Rudolph, obviously, that's a that's a convoluted approach there with the Deerfield Beach and up to Michigan. I don't think we can end on that question based on how I, I mauled that. All right, Mika Hanna, you can both weigh in on this one. We will finish with this. Can you compare the competition level of high schools of Tavian St. Clair, Bell Fountain, and Ryan Montgomery or Finley? Sometime, please, Mark. I can't think of anyone better to answer that question than yourself. Obviously, Tavian Sinclair, 2025 quarterback. So it was Ryan Montgomery. Tavian Sinclair committed to Ohio State. Yeah, pretty easy question. Uh, Bell Fountain does not play the same level as Finley. It's not a bad level of competition, but Finley's playing some of the bigger schools. They're playing some Division One schools and, you know, playoff schedule like that. Um, when they get in there, they're going to see some of the best teams in the state. Uh, Bell Fountain's simply not going to see that level of co competition week in and week out. They're going to have some games on their schedule where you see, you know, they'll try to pick the best team they're playing throughout the year, maybe on their schedule. But the playoffs is what I'm going to want to see, Bell Fountain. Uh, but what we've seen, and this is the equalizers, when you go to a camp, it's best on best from across the nation. And their talent obviously holds up when it's best on best. So when Tavian gets to Ohio State and some of the top corners in the country are over there coming covering some of the top receivers, the balls he's slinging in there are holding up. So I wouldn't say that's hurt him. And when players don't have the level of competition you'd like, do they dominate it the way they should? And, yes, he does. He does what he should do to it. It's not like some nights it's turned off or turned on. Uh, that ball is humming every night, uh, and it could be against the worst competition in Ohio, and it wouldn't affect the evaluation. When it comes to quarterback, we will trust in Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, etc. We appreciate these guys stopping by. Believe me, my two weeks on here replacing Day, these guys have been big, so we appreciate that. One more show tomorrow, and then Dave is back. Hallelujah. Have a good one, Buckeyes. This is Sandra Oreda from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. women's national team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more. Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third.